Well, no, okay, guys, best place to be friends. Get your gaming goodness each and every Monday. My name's Dylan Blunt. Join me on the couch. Alone is Ashley Hobby. Hey, Dylan, excited to be here on the couch alone, getting ready for these early mornings. These early mornings coming up. That's right. We are merely days away at this point from a bunch of events coming up. From the start of not E3. The start of not E3. We'll start not E3 technically. I think we need to commit. Are we going to go not E3 or non E3? I don't know. I feel like... What what did I write in my article? Because you've got the link explosionnetwork.com slash not E3, which is note three is the link that takes you yeah, to the article. Yeah, that's the problem. And at the that, that is actually the problem. It's like, do you want to go not note three or none three? So yeah, I've titled the article non E3. All right. So I'll fix that. No, you can't because we're told everyone the links. So I'll fix it again. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I've wrote here, blah, blah, blah. No, yes. Yeah. I've gone non-3, non-E3, non-E3, non-E3. Okay, so that's what we're going to say going forward, non-E3. This non-E3 period. Non-E3 is a designated term, everyone. We've heard it here first. Uh, but yes, coming up, of course, Friday, Cyber Games West. Uh, the f- following Monday, uh, when this uh, the next Xbox, episode of Arcade Bethesda. Couch comes out, Xbox Showcase. We'll have a bonus episode that Monday night for you. So um, you're, you're, you're about to get a double hit coming up from as of next week. Uh, double double Monday Arcade Couch. You'll have one in the morning and then one at night or Tuesday morning, something like that. So that's good. So we're about to get a lot. Uh, but we did have a state of play this week. We're not going to talk about it on this episode of Arcade Couch, though. If you want to hear all of our thoughts on that, tune in to this coming Wednesday's episode of Platinum Explosion. It was a really good one. I don't think it was big enough that we needed to record early because especially yeah. I mean, it left us with absolutely nothing to talk about. Oh, if man. they had showed another trailer for Deathloop, then we would have recorded another. Fucking damn right. Oh, we God damn right. Imagine if they come out, by the way, I'll make this joke now. At some stage, I was like, it, it dawned on me this morning. I was like, what if they showed Deathloop? No, what if Deathloop was released in PSVR 2? <laughs> and then we had to go back to seeing trailers for it. <laughs> Deathloop PSVR 2. I'm like, no. Anyway. Um, got a few things to that would be cool, though. <laughs> I mean, it probably would be, but it would just be like, oh, my God, but you have to watch more chances. Fucking game again. Bloody hell. Um, so we've got a few pieces of news to talk about. It Not that much this week, other than the state of play, primarily because, of course, the week before a major event like an E3, or in this case, a summer games showcase, a lot of companies aren't releasing news because they're like, I'm doing it all next week. That's when the things are happening. So. But we did get out of nowhere. Let's jump straight into it. A Pokemon trailer drop. So the uh, the Pokemon company announced that like 24 hours, I guess, ahead of time. They were like, hey, tomorrow new information for Pokemon's coming. Had no idea if that meant a 30-second teaser trailer, a tweet, uh, a CGI trailer, what have you, 10-minute feature dive trailer. Anyway, what we ended up getting is uh, about three minutes or so of uh, new footage of the upcoming Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. That actually revealed a fair bit. Like, pair the trailer with what was released on the Pokemon website and stuff. We've actually learned a bit more, including we got looks at three new Pokemon. We got a look at uh, the two legendary Pokemon that are on the front cover of the games. We got to see the boxer. We got a better idea of uh, how that game will actually play. Um, all these sorts of things. So... Um, I'll run down the main features here, and then let's just dive into discussing it a bit. But so, Pokemon Scarlet, 
Pokemon Violet. They're coming November 18th. Of course, Nintendo Switch. It is considered the first open world RPG game in the series. So them saying this is considered the first open world one. Of, I know some people are like, Arceus. Arceus is a, like a bunch of hub world. They're, they're, they're wide open spaces. It's not considered a big open world. They're like little biomes or what have you, I guess, is open worlds. Um, of course, Sword and Shield had the wild area, big open spaces, but then you had the routes and stuff between and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But it's going to contain, you know, presumably everything you know and love, which is trainer battles, catchy Pokemon. They didn't say anything about gyms, which put an asterisk in, but... Um, and another major feature they showed was multiplayer. So, whereas in Sword and Shield, you go into the wild area, you can see other trainers, like, sort of, you know, bike riding around or, and stuff like that. They're there to add, sort of add to the atmosphere, I guess. Um, you can't really do anything with them. You can do the raids, which, of course, if you walked up to a den, you could uh, send out an invite and say you want to raid this den with other people. You could... Um, see messages pop up saying people are looking for other people to join their raid and you can do that sort of stuff, but it wasn't a really like engaging multiplayer experience. What you're going to get in this game, at least from what they're saying and promising, is that you'll get a, a proper multiplayer experience where you'll be able to explore the world together, you'll be able to go around and uh, catch Pokemon together and stuff like that, which leads to a whole bunch of other questions, but uh, you can probably do that with four players, is what you'll be able to do. And another thing they show in the trailer is like trading, where you just like sort of throw your Pokeball a million miles high into the sky and literally just throw Pokeballs at one another and that's how you trade Pokemon apparently. So that's really cool. The multiplayer thing I think is is definitely really good. The open world part is definitely something people have been asking for. And then for the first time in the series history ever, a very long running franchise of course Pokemon, and for the first time in series history you'll have two professors in the game and the professor in your game is going to change depending on which one you, you, you pick. So if you're playing Pokemon Scarlet, you will meet Professor Seda. If you're playing po Professor, uh, sorry, Pokemon Violet, you'll meet Professor Turo. So you got a male, female professor. The male one uh, looks a lot more futuristic-y, which will match the legendary Pokemon, which we'll get for us in a, in a, in a moment. The female professor, she has on like, what do you call it? Like caveman-esque, <laughs> that sort of like uh, stuff under her um she's got a lab coat on but it has like a uh, an animal coat sort of neck thing around it whereas the, the others is you know more standardized um sort of thing so um and that fits the she the, looks uh caveman-esque yeah caveman-esque yeah yeah whereas, whereas the other dude looks like he's from the future yeah yeah so and that fits with the legendary pokemon which they revealed as corridon and miradon so Cori Coriadon. I'm I'm maybe probably Coridon. Coridon. I'm gonna say. May, we may be butchering them until we hear someone officially say them, but uh Coridon is from Scarlet. So this is a very it's a red li they're both li lizard dragon sort of Pokemon things, but that one definitely looks a lot more older like old fashioned lizard dragon thing and has like a sort of cool peacocking uh, part at the top of head and whatever else, but it just looks like a it could, yeah, it could be from the like the caveman days. It fits with that professor. And then when you get to Pokemon Violet, you've got Muriodon, 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 uh, which has, as seen in the trailer, this like steel cyberpunk bloody booster rocket things coming out the bottom of it. So there's like 
there's really interesting element to this game where it's a uh, sort of old school versus future way, <laughs> you know, like something like that, which I, I think is really cool the way that sort of hinted at and scattered throughout, be that between the professors and then the, the legendary Pokemon on the front cover of the boxes, which is, uh, which is really, really cool. Um, so they said the Pokemon company's blurb about them says Coriodon is a legendary Pokemon you can meet in Pokemon Scarlet and Mirrodon Mirayodon is a legendary Pokemon you can meet in Pokemon Violet. These two Pokemon are said to have powers that far surpass those of other Pokemon. But details about Coriodon and Mirayodon are still shrouded in mystery. Uh, so three other Pokemon were showcased in the trailer. You've got Pawnee, which is a mouse electric type Pokemon. You've got Lechonk, which is a hog normal Pokemon, also the best Pokemon ever existence. The hero of this The hero this game. of this game, yep. And then you've got Smoliv, uh, which is an olive grass normal type Pokemon. Um, and then I don't know if it was a teaser for something or just for shits and giggles, but there's part of the end of the trailer where someone throws a Pokeball free like Crystal or something. I don't know what the fuck that's in yet. And then I also, think that was just like a cool Pokemon graphic. Cool thing, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then the only thing I've missed is they did announce that your uh, nemesis, but they don't really call him that anymore, your friend in the game is called Nimona. Um, who loved battling, um, but apparently shit at throwing Pokeballs. That's the thing the PS blog, uh, the Nintendo blog, Pokemon blog page says about them. So, Ash, is that a p- correct? Like you pulled that quote from uh, shit at throwing. It Pokeballs? doesn't say shit, but th- it did say that they were bad at throwing Pokeballs. <laughs> so in other words, shit. But yeah, it did say that. Well, what do you what do you think of uh, everything that we got revealed with this one? Cool. Uh, some interesting points. Obviously, we got the legendary, so you have the idea of which one you're going to go with. You got. I think it's interesting. They've got different professors, I guess. Yeah. For each game, uh, is it going to be completely separate, or is it like you know, are they both technically going in the game, but one is your professor and then other ones? That's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming they're both in the game, but you. Just- Does that also mean you will potentially be starting at different towns? I think that's a very high possibility too. Yeah. So. That's interesting, like, the idea of these games being very different experiences, but also not being, <laughs> because it's a Pokemon game, so they've got to be reasonably the same. Um, people are making a big deal about this four-play co-op, which I think, I don't know how much people are actually going to care for. for what What are you actually going to do in four-player po- co-op other than raids? If you can go around catching together... But it's that, not like you can team up and like you you team up you both team up on the one Pokemon you guys catch. We don't know yet. So here, here's what I'm gonna throw out there: if there's a way, so th- we're delving into the the hardcore Pokemon fan base here, right? The people who who stream these games consistently on Twitch and stuff. What are those people doing? Shiny hunting, right? If mm. there is an element where if you're teamed up with other players and you can increase the shiny odds by like, because often in these games, the way you, you, so if someone's shiny hunting, what they're doing is they're, uh, like, doing, defeating the same Pokemon over and over and over. Like, that increases your odds. So if you run into another Pokemon that's not a Meowth, for example, you run. You just want to hit Meowth. That's to get your shiny odds. If you can shiny hunt and increase your odds by shiny chaining together with other friends, I guarantee people will be streaming this game years after release doing that. To increase their odds of shiny hunting. 100%. Okay. But for average Joe, for average Joe, thing. For average Joe Schmo, I think for the, the person who puts like 40, 50 it's hours like into hey, one. 
you're in the same game as me at the same time. That's cool. <laughs> For the people who put 40, 50 hours, say, into one of these games and then they're done with it, I still think the ability to run around, explore the world for a bit, potentially participate in some double uh, double battles together and something like that. If they've got like a battle arena, you can go do double battles there. Um, just running around, explore, maybe gather berries and stuff together. Just like be on voice chat and chill at the same time as you're catching Pokemon. I definitely think that's something that's going to be of interest to people. If you could just chill on voice chat, Discord or Nintendo shitty app, whatever... If you can chill on voice chat with someone and you're just sitting there roaming around together, collecting berries, getting some other bits and pieces, catching Pokemon, maybe go do some battles. I really do think that I know for maybe you, you're like, what's the big deal? But I think for a lot of people, even those minimal feature set in a franchise that has had very small changes over a very long history will mean a lot. Will do quite a lot. Okay. I'm just saying, don't get your hopes up too high. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm just saying. If <laughs> You'd be it like, is- hey, you can see the other person moving on your screen. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Look, if, if I can get into this game and I can literally see someone else moving in real time that's in my game, that is fucking <laughs> leaps and bounds above anything I expected from, from this game. <laughs> so, to be completely honest. So, um, I, I think it's cool. I definitely think there is lots cool here. Yeah. What is there anything else that stood out to you? Is like I mean, the, obviously... They're not being a, like a set story, I guess, is kind of Yeah, the other thing they said is you can go anywhere. Just where do you want to go yeah, first? That nothing town, is story-gated, town? yeah. yeah. Uh, I think there'll be like a- There'll be a, like a path, like generally. Well, will like, there? You'll get a- Will there? I don't know. I feel like there'll be a natural direction that people will mostly go uh, because that's how game design works. Um, but yeah, you could just go to the other- You could just walk all the way to the other side of the map. Start off with, and then that brings into question like the leveling of the Pokemon in the wild. Like, are they going to be really strong in one certain section? And like, that's like a natural way that's to stop they, people going that's there. That's how they are or, in Arceus. So, yeah. So then, are you really? <laughs> is it really opportunity to go everywhere? Or is it being used being story stopped in other ways well i think if there's really high level areas of pokemon that's not going to annoy me because that's seems fair but if you could even start the game and you've got like say four different if you literally have four different directions of towns you could go and you could pick whichever one you want you know that's cool I, the the thing i'm thinking right so wouldn't it be cool and my i i, I doubt this is too cool for this game to do but <laughs> mm. it would be cool because as i was saying before they haven't mentioned anything about gyms it would be really cool if the game let you choose what type of trainer you want to be or want a Pokemon game in the future did. So what I mean is in Arceus, for example, that's a game built around catching because this is before Pokemon battles and everything. You level up by catching Pokemon and doing tasks and like the more, the game's all about catching. Make a game where you can choose to maybe like everything you do achieves like leveling up and progressing you through the story. But you can be someone who chooses to train and go do gym battles, or there's other tasks designated to catching and entering a certain amount of Pokedex entries and stuff like that. Bring back the contests. Just saying, like, I. Bring- like, what if some people you know, don't care about the battling? Like, what, what if people don't want animals fighting anymore? Yeah, like, it'd be kind of cool to have options. I think the other thing that makes me think about that is because, of course, I've been watching a lot of this Pokemon. Uh, journey series at the moment and in that one of my cool my favorite things about it is of course ash long time 
he loves battling. You know, he wants to be the very best. He wants to beat the the. the he best, wants like, to see Pokemon beat the shit out of each other. It, yeah, he's a he's a battler. So they introduce this new character, Go. Go who doesn't like battling. Go is I want to complete the Pokedex. I want to catch every single Pokemon. So you have these two characters who are opposites. Like he just wants to put them in a storage box. Yes. Yeah. Ash is yes. Ash is literally in the middle of a Pokemon battle. Goes in the background, literally chucking Pokeballs left, right, and center. Like new Pokedex entry, new Pokedex entry, new Pokedex entry. So um, yeah, I kind of like that. It would be cool if you had a if the game took on that same thing where it's like, do you want to play as an Ash or do you want to play as a Go? Like what type of uh, Pokemon train do you want to be? I think that would be kind of cool. I mean, you can do that. You just have to. You have to battle. That's that's what I mean. You have to. You are story gated in every other Pokemon game. Like even if you. If you play, well, a I mean, if there's if the world is completely open, I mean, you can choose not to do any battling. I guess, I guess, other so. than you know, people walking up to you and go, "Hey, I want to fight you." Unless Here's my one Caterpie. Yeah, that's the yeah. I'll tell you what. That moment in the trailer where they run up real close, like literally into the fucking. It seems like they're face to face with that trainer before the kids like, "Oh shit, you want to battle?" I'm like, "Why do why do we have to why do we run up so close to this dude's face before he was like." The kid was tiny. Like, I feel bad, like, beating up his Pokemon. Yeah, no. I mean, fucking deserve How about, let's talk about LeChonk. LeChonk. How good? I say, it's impressive how quickly these art art people are, like, putting out LeChonk fan art, and obviously the fan art of the professors, who are, everybody's saying it, they're hot. It's, it, there's no getting around it. They're very attractive. Not it's old, pride, stodgy it's pride, Professor it's, Oak. It's Pride Month and shit's popping off. Yeah. But yes, LeChonk is great. LeChonk is great. My favorite thing, fan art, or no, my favorite reference I've seen all week is that at AEW this week, someone had a poster with LeChonk <laughs> already. <laughs> so it's cool. I was like... Wait, right. did, wh- when did the trailer come out? Uh, I actually don't remember what fucking day it was now. But they must have like, recorded it the same day, I guess, yeah. Yeah, no, no, because it was uh, it popped, and then I went to work. Yeah, so it, it came out like Thursday, it must be like Tuesday night. It came out like Wednesday night, I think. Yeah, it came out Wednesday night, our Wednesday night, and uh, oh, Dino- yeah. Dynamite's yeah. on our Thursday. Yeah, because I was watching it on my yes, lunch break. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so they literally overnight they've gone straight to the the show, the chunk, the chunk sign. Appreciate that. Love that. It's good. Good shit. You put like a Chichirico wig on it. No, it wasn't that great. It was, I, I can't remember. It just said like chunky or something, but. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was quite good. I quite enjoyed it. So, um, but yeah, I'm keen. Obviously, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be getting this. I'm very excited to learn more about the. Let the, me guess. Let me guess. Uh, yeah, Pokemon Violet, right? Well, let me be honest about something. I'm undecided. I, I think that's a good thing because I think both the legendaries look really cool, and for the first time, sort of in the franchise's history, the fact that I feel there's more change, like story changes and like maybe the way you're playing the game changes it's making me mm. want to think more about it than just oh you know legendary this one or you're just gonna like, buy the two pack yeah it's like whatever but like i really do think <laughs> and i hope we learn i hope this is what it is and i hope we learn more about it i think based on the professors and based on the legendaries if and one, the emblem things right and the emblem like i think if the story is literally about sort of one professor pushing the way of the old whatever that is and another professor sort of pushing the way of the future or something and that ties into the story and everything like that that's like going to be the first time that you're really picking a pokemon game based upon like what sort of story am i more interested in playing through like being I mean, driven there. 
that would be best because then you're more likely to sell both copies of the game. To and it makes more sense to play it twice because you're like... Uh, oh, even, it's completely different. It's a different story. Story. Yeah. It's like... It's like... It's like a Fire, Fire Emblem. Emblem Three Houses. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, it's like Fire Emblem. Yeah. Point, which the games play very similar or basically the same, um, like gameplay-wise, but you have completely different stories. You know, Except you have to buy a completely different game. You have to buy a completely different game. Yeah. Which you would <laughs> hear. You have to buy the game twice. Um, unless you buy that double pack thing, which they still don't have up for pre-order, but if they put it up for pre-order, I presume I'll just grab double pack here. Um, so yeah, Are there any other any other thing you think of before we move on? So so the legendaries are meant to be motorcycles, apparently. What is that? <laughs> that's what that's the fan art I've been seeing. Oh no, I haven't seen that. Is it just because the the is it because the the scarlet one like has the two like exhaust pipes, the big wheelie sort of thing, and yeah, the violet one has like a I don't know turbines on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I haven't seen that. Don't know about that. I do like the ledgers. I really like the look of them. Um, I think it's really cool. They look they, they look cool. I like the design. So, I wonder how many new Pokemon are going to be in this game too, because they're getting awfully close to a thousand. To the point that it makes me, uh, it really makes me hope that whatever that thousandth thousandth Pokemon is, is something like they make sure. You know how I like if I'm getting a platinum for the, like two fifty, I make sure it's something worthwhile. I really want to make yeah. sure, I want Game Freak and the Pokemon Company to make sure that that thousandth Pokemon is something cool, like, or meme-worthy or something that fits into that spot. Like, is LeChonk a thousand? That's okay. It's deserving. LeChonk, because I think we're, we're, after Arceus, the few Pokemon Arceus has added, but, like, up to 900 and something. I can't remember exactly what it is, but... So, that, the game only needs, like, 90-something new Pokemon, which it may or may not have, but... Crazy times. Crazy times. Let's get into the news for this week. So let's continue down the Pokemon train for a hot second. Kotaku writes, Pokemon Pioneer Game Freak co-founder Janichi Masuda uh, leaves studio for bigger role. Masuda Game Freak's former managing director and one of the company's founding members has stepped down from the role to take up a new, far more senior position at the, com- the Pokemon company's Chief Creative Fellow. Masuda has a, has a pivotal role in the creation and development of the Pokemon franchise, a programmer on the very first Pokemon Red and Blue, and indeed 1996 Japanese Pokemon Monsters. He went on to become director of the mainline series from Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire to Pokemon X and Y. Alongside those roles, he frequently created the mu- music for the series too, as well as being directly involved in naming and designing many of the monsters. Now he's a Side note, to- we forgot to mention that Toby Fox did music for the... Game. did so toby fox did a has done music at least one track that's in that trailer that i'll probably play when you're in the wild um which is cool he did one track for sword and shield in the the battle tower thing so um that is cool um and, uh, sorry, sorry track. no where the fuck was up to yeah fucking really uh now he's ascended to a far more powerful position with the responsibilities for the pokemon franchise as a whole uh, developer worked. The developer worked on every mainline game in some capacity, and was even the person who wrote the base game concept docu- document for Pokemon Go. Um, what the fuck was I going to say? Um, this is. I actually like this. I think this is good news for multiple reasons. So this is someone who has a very long history with a franchise and a company, um, m- being involved with Pokemon so long that I think he's the perfect person to move to the Pokemon company and be someone sort of directing 
not just the games, but the franchise as a whole. So that means spin-offs, card game shit, fucking, I don't know, anything, right? Just have his hands in the multiple pots, just be generally helping move the Pokemon, uh, like the movies, Detective Pikachu, you know, whatever. Like, just someone who helps push that franchise forward. And he's someone who has a bunch of knowledge and passion for Pokemon as a property that he's in a great position to do that. At the same time, he's someone who you, that people have criticized for at least at some time as having, like, sort of stagnated the franchise, um, which, you know, people have different opinions on that, whatever. But I definitely would say, I think there comes a time when someone like this moving to a position where they're sort of just helping be more involved with the the IP in general, like a big IP like this is very good. And that means that Pokemon moving forward is sort of going to have a lot more fresh talent and things coming forward. And even with that Toby Fox thing, like even though he did one track on the last game, getting someone like Toby Fox, a non-Japanese person, right? Not like Mm. a a person, I think he just lives in America, right? I presume, yeah. Um, American to make music for a Pokemon game, even that's like, whoa. You know, like even if it was one track for the last game, maybe it's only one track for this game. I don't know. But even that's like, well, that's a pretty big deal. And Nintendo as a company in general, and I guess that's spreading through to Game Freak and the Pokemon company, in general has becoming a lot more open with cooperating with um, outsiders, I guess is the easiest way to to put it. People from outside the company, outside Japan, um, to work on and grow the franchise. Um, but I definitely feel like having someone like Masuda w- w- leave to, back to that position is really cool. And I think it puts the Pokemon franchise and the games in a, uh, a much more interesting direction going forward. So that's that's cool. Um, Dragon Age Dreadwolf is officially the title of the next game. So well played, right? Bioware has officially announced Dragon Age Dreadwolf, making a new chap- marking a new chapter in the Dragon Age series. While there's not been a whole lot of detail given about the game, Bioware were kind enough to explain who the Dreadwolf is and how the character's return was initially teased in the 2018 with hashtag the Dreadwolf Rises, saying his motives are inscrutable and his methods sometimes questionable, ending him a reputation as something of a trickster deity, a player of dark and dangerous games, Bioware said. There's currently no release date for Dreadwolf, but the team at Bioware plans to reveal more details later this year. This will be the first game Bioware has released since Anthem. So, um, I don't know why they randomly... So they dropped this news literally as the state of play was on today. And I was like, bit weird. Why? Bit weird timing. Odd. Like, it came out with a, like a press release and they were like, hey, here's the name of the game. Here's sort of what's happening, but also we've got nothing more to say. And also, we have yeah. zero plans to do an event around summer summer game fairs. I'm like, it's fine. Nobody's, you know, there's no news that's coming out. We got everybody's going to be covering this. Ridiculous. Dreadwolf. Bit weird, right? I don't know. It was odd. I like the name. I don't know. Many people happy though. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, it's good to know that the game's like has a title. <laughs> they've gotten that. They, you know, they've gotten that far. Yeah, they've got that far. I don't know how far development's going. But, yeah. You know, they decided to make it. We've gotten a name for it. We just got to do five years of development. Yeah, for shit. Talking about games people want and taking them all. Well played, guys. <laughs> Hollow Knight Silk Song's development was impacted by the pandemic, according to Jeff Keighley. Uh, blah, blah, blah. in an interview of Gamespot, Keighley briefly discussed what was happening with the highly anticipated Hollow Knight Silk Song sequel to Team Cho's 2017 Metroidvania game, Hollow Knight. 
In the section, he claims that the Adelaide-based developer was, quote, hit pretty hard by the pandemic, end quote. Going on to explain that he frequently checks in with smaller teams like Team Show to see how they are, but not to see what kind of state their projects are in. Uh, This question comes as no surprise to anyone, as there have been little to no information regarding Silksong since its initial release back in 2019. The closest we have gotten in the form of official information is a statement from co-director William Pellin explained to PC Gamer, quote, we're still working steadily on it and we're looking forward to sharing more about it once we get closer to release. Um, obviously that sucks, you know, if they hit hard by the pandemic, but I was trying to think, I was like, this, I'm not saying this in a bad way, like the fucking line, but was Adelaide, like, in retrospect, was Adelaide bad? I don't remember. Like, was South Australia, like, was there... I don't actually remember. Like, cause I, I don't think so. Nobody, nobody really cares about Adelaide and Murray. Um, that's true, though. Like, I'm like, what happens in South Australia other than the like, Nintendo, Nintendo shit? I don't know. Some guess, secret yeah, think, secret PlayStation. I think there are a couple tower. of like, things happen, but. I think yeah. the Hilltop Hoods is from there? I think. Maybe. I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> But I be, I'm not even yeah. memeing when I say this, and this may be mean. South Australia and Adelaide may be the least thought about part of Australia for me personally. Is that mean what about to say? Darwin? No, I probably think about more Darwin more often, or I hear about Darwin more often. Well, yeah, I guess. That's what I mean. Like, it's just. It's just I mean, the ACT, maybe. No, because I because Shree lives there. Oh yeah, that 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 does that make it a little bit yeah make, higher. So what you're saying is you don't care about our good friends Drew and Bryce over at House Mario. No. <laughs> no, is he? No, you don't care about them. Or? Oh, of course I can. What are you saying? What are you trying to twist my words for? <laughs> God damn. Um. No. Yeah, I know. I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm just being honest. Now, they may say the same about me and be like, no one thinks about Tasmania. No. But I know the I mean, truth, true. which is that everyone on the mainland thinks so much about Tasmania because all they want to do is make fucking jokes, right? I'm not, saying I, I'm not saying I don't think about South Australia. South Australia, Australia living under the radar. They live under the radar. I'm not saying it is a bad thing. I'm just saying like I barely ever hear about South Australia. Every time, if I listen to House of Mario, Drew writes, they're like, oh, I drove up from whoop, whoop, to whoop, whoop, day. I'm like, is this a real place? Like, does anyone know about these places? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one podcast I recorded where they was in their their car and they drove to like whatever that festival, the Comic Con thing or whatever it was, the game convention thing and they went there. I was like, oh yeah, South Australia, right? There's like more than one town there, eh? And I'm sure that's how they feel about Tassie. (laughs) Just Hobart, right? Just Hobart, right? Hobart nonsense. What's between? Nothing. Forest. Trees. Just road. Just road. Just a single road. Just a single road. One road. Straight, too. Just straight. Vroom. Back, room forward, you know? Nothing. I wish it was like that. It's it's actually fucking how annoying, how twisty the road is to get to Hobart. It's fucking <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Anyway. Um, yeah, so hopefully we may see more, I guess. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to be honest. wouldn't be surprised even after all this is happening this week if we got some Hollow Knight at uh, Summer Game Fest still. Just saying. If anyone Hollow Knight get- is definitely getting something in the next month. Why? How are you so sure? It's- I'm just very confident, oh, you know. Exactly. We're getting something during non-E3. All right. That's right, non-E3. Yes. Non-E3. We, we're going to get a direct, right, in non-E3? Well, 
I would presume so, but here, let me let me boil out a fact I saw someone tweet today, and I, I think it might have been Vooks or someone tweeted this. It may have been someone else. Maybe I'm giving credit in the wrong place. But at this point last year, in coming into non-E3, Nintendo had already announced dates for a Direct and their, their Treehouse uh, stream. Currently, Nintendo has announced nothing. Absolutely nothing. But I would be shocked if we did not get a state of play. Um, a um, Nintendo Switch. Direct, sorry, a Nintendo Direct. But even like even last year, they still did a, a Treehouse stream and like, showed some games and stuff. So um, I can't remember what for, but like they've got a bunch coming up. Like you would think they want to, they would want to do uh, a Nintendo Direct with a bunch of stuff in it, but then also more directly spend a bunch more time. Like they could even do a half an hour stream of just you know here's fucking octa um. Splatoon 3, right? You'd think they would want to showcase that a bit more from a multiplayer aspect, let alone a single player aspect and stuff like that. What else they have coming up? But uh, I mean, yeah. So last year they did have a direct yep. during E3, June twenty June 15th, 2021. Yep. Yep. Year before, mm. they had a Pokemon Presents on the 17th of June, mm-hmm. the Smash Ultimate Presents... Uh, on the 22nd, and another Pokemon Presents on the 24th. Fucking hell. And then, of course, every year before that, they had an E3 presentation. So. Yeah, exactly. So, you would think there's at least a direct, right? Yeah. You would They'll think. do something. Yeah. And Some sort of digital event. Just because they haven't announced it doesn't mean shit, because they can literally announce it and do it next week. And they it doesn't matter. Need, they don't need, they don't need lead time. They just, they just tweet out, hey, Nintendo Direct's happening tomorrow. And everyone's like, cool. Sounds cool. great. Clear my schedule. Clear my schedule. Wake up at 3 a.m. Fucking <laughs> whatever dumbass time. Actually, the Nintendo tracks are usually pretty good. They're either like, like 1 a.m. or, you know, something that you're like, I'll just stay up for that, not have to wake up at stupid o'clock. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Nintendo Life writes, Life is Strange devs, don't nod, and now it's rebrand plus a peek at their new games. French developer, don't nod, who you may know for games like Life is Strange, Tell Me Why, Life is Strange 2, have officially changed their name as of today, the May 31st. <gasps> Except it's less of a name change and more of a, you people have been saying it wrong change. As part of a reband of the company, they now stay on their Twitter page and blog that their name is now Don't Nod, with a space and apostrophe that weren't there before. In their 22nd reband video, we can even see a sneak peek of what they're working on next. Saying, quote, it's an exciting time for us and we wanted to share our excitement with you. We've produced a real showcase of our new logo. It's an adaptable design and can be tailored to represent different game genres and universes. So it's a good job we have several upcoming projects to test out. Um, the variations of the logo could prohibit at projects currently in works. It seems like at least one of them is being worked on by the newly opened Montreal office as this year's executive producer tweeted tweet, tweet our cryptic response. Uh, the blog mentions that Dontnodians are all working in several human-sized teams and on six Exciting upcoming eternal projects across their 320 strong team. But uh, what does the name mean? According to their blog, it came from a desire to represent our tendency to be non-conventional as a company and in the games we create, as in we don't nod along to everyone else's tunes. So yes, the name hasn't changed because we've all been saying it wrong. So before every podcast I've recorded, you would have heard me say, don't nod this, don't nod that. That's exactly how you say Wait, the name Wait, what now. was it called before? Don't nod. And what are we calling it now? Don't nod. 
I'm pretty sure it's the exact same pronunciation. <laughs> I'm trying to find where. <laughs> how do you pronounce it? Uh, fuck. I don't know. I'm trying to find. I was listening to it before, but I think it was like something like don't 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 something like that. I'm trying to see if I can find like a video of them saying the name here. Let's see. You know, someone where they're like, "Hey, my name's Todd from." Here we go. This motherfucker. Oh, Nod. I was looking at this morning, but yeah. So, don't worry. Everyone's been saying their name wrong for ages. But the, the no, difference is now I think is that mistaken. there was no space. It was simply D O N T N O D, right? So he said, "Don't nod." Now they've changed it. So D O N apostrophe T space N O D. Don't nod. So now you don't have to say it as quickly. You know, don't. It's two separate words. Don't nod. Whereas before it was don't nod. Yeah. You know what I mean? Zonsons. That's the difference. Zonsons. I don't know. They're French, right? <laughs> Montreal? Zonsons? They can They can be. <laughs> right. They can be. They can speak French. In Do not Montreal. nod. That's what I'll call them from Do now on. Do not nod. I'll continue to butcher their name by taking the don't part and making it do not. <laughs> Do Hate not contractions. nod. I no longer nod. Refuse to nod. I refuse to nod, developer. Life is strange. <laughs> Life is strange. Uh, well played, right? So- Sonic Frontiers gameplay teasers reveals a familiar Breath of the Wild-esque experience. Uh, very quick teaser, much like the hog himself. But we do clearly see the open world familiar tra- traversal methods, some interactive puzzles, items alongside a snippet of airball sim- spinball combat rights. Well played, right? Um, teaser trailer is correct. It's about 38 seconds, but man, I gotta tell you, I don't want to play this shit. I, I actually think this could be. Did you watch the, uh, IGN first? No, I didn't. Well, uh, did they show you more on that? Yeah. Did more you, gameplay. did you give it a fl- flick around? Mm, a little flick around, but. Yeah. How'd it, how'd it look? It's very much a, it looks like a platformer. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Given yeah. a kind of, I don't know, Shadow of the Colossus vibes, kind of. Yeah. Because it's like a empty world where he goes around climbing shit. So it's very unsonic like, I think, other than, you know, he occasionally goes fast. You gotta go fast, and then that's the only thing that's sonic like, right? As long as you it's go not, fast. As someone pointed out, it's not a game about him building momentum to go fast. He's just naturally he just, he just he can He's just fast. He's the flash, yeah. He's just a flash blue blur blur blob, you know. I think I'm putting it out there now. Between this game looking sort of cool, it being a game genre that I think more people would be interested in. So it's an open world one compared to a lot of people, I think, view the 2Ds. like, And I mean like younger gamers, I guess, or something like that. Anyone watching those movies and stuff. I get, I think this game will sell a lot better than like the last 10 years of Sonic games. Okay. Unless it's so bad that everyone just starts hearing about it. Or else I think, I think between the success of the movies... Mm-hmm. New intrigue of the franchise, and this being a, 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 an open world genre, I think this could be the best selling game of the like, last ten years. Yeah. Try another. I mean, it wouldn't be hard. I don't think it wouldn't be hard, but still making the same. <laughs> I mean, Sonic Mania did reasonably well from yeah, yeah, what yeah. was well received at least. Yeah, I know how sales were, sales wise it went. Uh, but I will say, if they want my purchase. Mm. They just have to do one thing. 
give me a DLC Ugly Sonic scene. Imagine if I did. That'd be fucking right. Just, just lean into it. Well, then they should add it to give us, Smash Give us what I want. Smash Bros. Uh, yeah. <laughs> add an Ugly Sonic uh, sprite or whatever they call the spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be some good shit. Some good that would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That would be top tier. You're listening to Nintendo. I know you said you're done with that game. Just one more. One just, more. Just put them in. I know everyone voted for Sora, but secretly, if they voted today, they'd all vote Ugly Sonic. <laughs> they'd all vote Ugly Sonic. Yeah, right. <laughs> really, if everyone voted for Ugly Sonic, they'd be like, that's a lot easier than getting Sora. So thank God. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we can do that. We can make that happen. So. Yeah. Um, Especially as... It's a spoiler. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, I'm, I'm dodging spoilers for things, but I'm just yeah, making them easy. So. Sorry, yeah. Alright. That'll do it. That's all. The news. That's all the stuff. I haven't played anything. Um, if you want to find out why I haven't played anything or got any reviews to talk about, make sure you listen to Arca Couch Between the Cushions. Of course, if you're listening to this Monday morning, it's out tonight. Crazy explanation. Crazy explanation. That's why. You'll want to hear. It's such like, I feel like every time there's a Between the Cushions, we end this show by being like, you won't believe what we said on Between the Cushions. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you won't believe what these guys did before the show. <laughs> so yeah make sure it's you okay. check out that podcast um of course it's on you can just type arcade couch into your podcast feed and it'll show up um or you know search arcade couch yeah. between the cushions if you want to type the whole name in. yes arcade couch the cush between the cushions the podcast other people pay make you pay for damn right damn right as for this episode let us know any comments questions or concerns you've had your thoughts on the pokemon stuff um anything else if you're which one you're picking up any of that uh, you can find are we it. wrong about adelaide are we wrong about adelaide and look if you live in adelaide i'm not shitting on where you live I'm sure it's a lovely place. I'm just saying, I quite, I, I just appreciate that I'll, you're probably the least. I never see Adelaide on the news. I never see anything bad happening there. I never see like anything. Um, murders. Murders. Like, I never see, but I similarly don't hear anything amazing like happening. Crazy there. people. Like, you know, like crazy people. Yeah. You know? I just like, I hear about everywhere else a lot more is all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah. I'm just saying from my perspective. No, it's like, you're, it's fine. You know? It's fine. Yeah. Just saying. You're totally normal. It's like, yeah. You just get on with your day. Yeah. You get on with your lives. Yeah. Not causing trouble. Not causing trouble. It's fine. It's fine. I tell you, I hear about literally everyone else in the fucking state more. I mean, the country more. Probably in order, it'd be like Vic, Queensland. No, Vic, New South Wales, Queensland would be the top three in that order, I reckon. At least based on what I hear in the yeah. news here. That's probably the order. Okay. As far as... And what's the other... What's the other... The rest of the order... Yeah. Uh, WA, ACT, NT, SA. I reckon is the order of like okay. What? How often I hear about news and events happening in uh, those places, those states. Mm. That'd be my order. Do you have an order? Uh, I took myself yeah, out, obviously, because I hear about Tasmania yeah, the okay, most because yeah. it's the state you live in. I'm taking it. So you can take Queensland. So it would be Vic- Sydney, Victoria. No, like New South Wales, Victoria. Yeah. Uh, number three, I guess. Recently, it would be WA. Yeah. Uh, then ACT, NT, Tasmania, then South Australia. See? That's what I'm saying. Like, they're under the radar, even for you, so- same. Yeah. Under the radar. I'm above them. Crazy. 
Yeah, that's because like they always bring up some crazy thing that Tasmania is doing. There's some crazy shit that happens in like, here, man. They're finally getting color television. <laughs> that tells for a while. That tells for a while. Open the first uh, boba tea store. Okay, very good. You can, do it. you can let us know your thoughts on any of that. Give us your list. Uh, give us your list of the, which Pokemon game you're getting. Give us your list of the Lechonks, your favorite Pokemon. And give us your list There's of Lechonk the, memes. Yeah, just Lechonk memes. Just pro. tweet the Lechonk memes. Tweet Le, Lechonk memes. And uh, tweet us at your uh, state ranking. Not your personal ranking, but like just how often you feel like you hear about the states uh, on your local uh, news feed is uh, what the list is. Uh, mm. slash Twitter takes you to all of our Twitters. So you can tweet that at Ash, me, Explosion Network's Twitter, whatever you want. Uh, you can tell us all that on Discord as well. Explosion slash Discord lets you join our Discord. Come chat over there. And if you liked this episode and thought it was worth a dollar, head on over to explosionnetwork.com slash support. You can drop a dollar and say, fuck you, I live in SA and I love it. It's fine. I'll take the dollar. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the blow. I can give me fucks. So I'll take all the money. Uh, and until next week, same time, same couch. Goodbye. <laughs>